0: Hey everybody, so I mentioned before that the show was going to collaborate with Max, even though he's gone, uh, wherever it deemed appropriate. So this is evidence of that. Um, Max got an interview with Jim Renacci, We are releasing this um, right before the primaries. I still stand by my opinion that Jim Renacci is the best chance that Ohio has at getting rid of Mike DeWine. There's really no other way for any other candidate as far as I'm concerned, and uh, so hopefully uh, you'll at least go vote for this primary. And uh, at best, you will know, go vote for Jim Renese to uh, be the Republican candidate for governor in this upcoming election. So anyway, we leave that for you to decide and you to make uh, your choice based on your principles and conscience.
1: What's up, dudes? Max here. Welcome back to Blacked Out. This is a uh, special episode because we are uh, very close to the May 3rd primary for Ohio. Uh, and uh, I'm very uh, fortunate to have my next guest on. He is a uh, businessman, a former U.S. representative for Ohio's 16th congressional district and current Ohio gubernatorial candidate, Jim Renacci. Mr. Renacci, thank you. Thank you, Max. Thank you for having me on again. So we've, yeah, we talked, uh, I think it's been a few months now we talked, and a lot, a lot has happened since then. Everything from the uh, the ORP endorsement of DeWine and a handful of others. And I know you were actually at the ORP during that, correct? Uh, and there wasn't yes, any other was candidates there. there. Yeah. Um, so, and, uh, you know, again, you're, uh, you're on the uh, ballot for May 3rd uh, for the gubernatorial race for Ohio, for uh, Republicans going up against DeWine and a couple of others. Um, tell me how it's been over the past few weeks for you in preparation for the next for this coming primary.
0: Well, it's actually been really good. Uh, look, we're getting our message out. We're getting our vision out. We're talking about those things. Uh, like some of the other candidates, all they're doing is complaining and talking about how they can change things. But we actually have a vision. We've we've put our vision out. What we want to change. What we want to do. As you said, we've been through some interesting endorsements. Yes, Dewine did get endorsed by the ORP as expected, but I think the better um, the the better way of looking at that is that Dewine only won thirty six twenty six, which means that he only got fifty five percent of the vote, uh, and nineteen. He only won by five net votes, and nineteen of the members who voted actually are conflicted now. There's no such thing as, as confliction when you're working for the ORP, but the 19 members either have jobs with the Dwine administration or a lobby with the Dwine administration. So of course, they're going to want to keep the DeWine administration intact. So if you take those 19 out, Dwine would have gotten beat horribly in that endorsement. So I'm happy uh, to see that that it, it was that close because I would have expected it, but We've also got some other great endorsements. Claremont County endorsed us over Mike DeWine. Butler County, two of the richest, richest Republican uh, counties. When I say rich, I'm talking about rich with Republican voters endorse us. And then the greatest thing that happened since we talked last time is uh, I, I took the Cuyahoga County, which is the number two most Republicans in the state I took that away from Mike DeWine in front of Mike DeWine. He actually came to the endorsement meeting. He actually spoke. I spoke. He was booed, by the way. I spoke. That happens a lot. They actually recommended Mike DeWine to be endorsed. And then we overturned the endorsement. Not we, the Cuyahoga County Central Committee members overturned the endorsement. And then they voted to endorse me 63 to 36.
1: That's fantastic! Wow. Okay. Sixty-three yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's why. And of course, uh, ORP is the uh, Ohio Republican Party, and they've had some challenges related to some financial issues that I still have not seen a satisfactory answer to, or at the very least, somebody calling uh, and officially implementing some kind of an audit to figure out what's going on there. But I, I suppose that's neither here nor there. I, I can't imagine that has anything to do with uh, what's what's what, what kind of uh, what's going on with that party. But that's a mess. Um, Couple of things that uh, that I had seen in the past, just because I mean, you know, you know how this has and It's gotten really ugly, and I guess it always does. But it's, it, you know, you you always have people that are throwing around terms like "rhino" and whatnot, and people have criticized you in certain ways. One of the things that I've seen, maybe you can set the record straight on this, is folks were accusing you or claiming that you had voted uh, as a U.S. congressman in favor of transgender bathrooms. Can you? Can you explain that to me? Because I'm not, I haven't seen a link or anything that justifies or proves that.
0: Yeah. So this, look, this comes from the competition, the guy who can't win. Um, He has thrown so much mud at me and I've left him go. I absolutely have let him go. But his first argument was that Jim voted against gun rights. Well, there's no bill out that I voted for gun rights. And in the end, he had, to put, he had to quit talking about that. Then his next move was, well, Jim voted for transgender bathrooms. Well, again, that was debunked by about 15 conservatives, some pastors who have looked into it. But the best place to see the answer to that is Jack Windsor, uh, the investigative reporter uh, that actually did a deep dive into it, took about two weeks, went through all the bills, all of the the issues when it came to transgenders and came back out and said, it's a lie, just not true. So it's almost like you could say anything you want in politics, um, but you can even lie. And that's the sad thing. So, you know, this comes from the one campaign, the Blystone campaign. He has lied about me since day one, and that's okay. Um, I mean, if that's the only way he can win or try and win, cause he's not gonna win, but if that's the only way he can get anything done, You know, Max, what's been interesting since I jumped into this race, I've been campaigning against Mike DeWine and, and, and since I jumped into this race, he's been campaigning against me. It makes no sense. I think he actually thinks that if he beats me, that's a win, even though it could cause Mike DeWine to win, which would be the stupidest thing that we could ever let happen. So I continue to say, look up my record. I'm proud of my record. I, I, I try and answer as much as I can on Facebook. You know, somebody just uh, claimed that I had an FBI investigation. No, that's Blaystone that's under FBI investigation. In fact, I have never, ever been under FBI investigation. But those are the stories that come out. I think in the end, people have to realize that when it's coming from the other campaign, it normally isn't going to be true. And uh, it's interesting, but no... In fact, I will say, Max, I actually voted against, there were two amendments to one bill where I voted against transgender bathrooms, and I was one of the few members of Congress who signed on a mandamus action against a transgender bathroom suit in South Carolina. So this, uh, th- th- this is just a garbage claim that uh, I think what we need to do is really talk about the issues, the future, who has a plan, and who can make Ohio better or greater again, which is me.
1: And speaking of your opponents, uh, I've seen recently, uh, you actually, I think, were in two debates. One was just in the comments of a Facebook post between you and uh, JB. Uh, and the other one, I think, was with, uh, with the press. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm only just now recalling it. Otherwise, I would have been prepared for it. Uh, between you and DeWine, it wasn't a video debate or anything like that, but there was some back and forth. Can you uh, go into a little bit about those?
0: Yeah, so DeWine has not wanted to debate uh, at all, And neither is Blystone. By the way, I mean he says he does, but he never he never will officially get on um, any of these debates. And he had his chance. Uh, the Plain Dealer actually had a um, an endorsement interview where you were you had to come on with your opponents. The problem is, Dewine uh, said no the first time. I said yes, and by the way, Blystone did not accept. And even Hood did not accept, so nobody accepted. And then they said they were gonna reschedule it. And I thought, uh, okay, and they rescheduled it. And then Dwine got COVID. And then they said, oh, we can't do it this day. And then they turned around this week, early this week, it was either Monday or Tuesday. They turned around and said, hey, we're gonna reschedule it. And I, and quite frankly, I said I was sick that day because I figured then dwine would show up and he did. And I happened to not be sick. And then oh, I that showed. works out. Yeah. So I had, <laughs> a chance, yeah, I had a chance to actually debate. And what was interesting, it was a Zoom call. So the, the audio is the only thing they're showing. But I wish they would have actually showed the video as well. DeWine was just shaking his head, didn't know what to say. I mean, but at least I had an opportunity. And it shows why he would not debate, because he doesn't have the answers for the shutdowns, the lockdowns, the, the problems with our state. He just doesn't have any of the answers. In fact, he tries to hide and talk about intel and how the state's doing well, where every fact shows us that our state is not doing well. We rank, you know, the Republican National Committee th- ranked us 32nd. That's the Republicans ranking us 32nd in recovery after covid And there's an organization out of Massachusetts, and I can't remember, I should get it, um, that ranked Ohio as a D, um, which is, you know, only thing worse than a D is an F. That's still a failing grade. But uh, in recovery after COVID, and he has no answers for it. I mean, he just has absolutely no answers for it. So it was a good debate. People can get it by going to the Cleveland Plain Dealer endorsement and listening to it. It's a good, fun hour. And it gives you an opportunity of hearing Mike DeWine and Jim Renese uh, basically go at it.
1: And then, of course, there was the back and forth in the uh, the Facebook post with Blystone. Tell us about how that played out.
0: Well, I think it played out pretty well for me because anytime you got Blystone running away, which is what he would normally do, but anybody that wants to see that, you can get on Facebook and look at it, too. I basically just called him out. I'm tired of, I'm tired of his garbage. I'm tired of his lying, you know. Here's a guy, and this is what I said, here's a guy who has three election complaint violation, finance violations against him. He has a lawsuit against him. He has his employees filing a suit against him for not, uh, uh, an action against him for not paying overtime. He filed bankruptcy at one point in time. He's got the FBI investigating him. And yet he says, And where this all started, Max, was he came out on Facebook and said, well, doing campaign finance is so difficult. No, it's not. No, it's not. And by the way, the the way the argument started, as I said, you had the audacity to pay $180,000 for a big, gigantic RV that he drives around the state in, but he couldn't pay $18,000 for an accountant to take care of his finance report. So that's how it started. It didn't end well for him because we. I just kept reminding him, "Hey, you're the guy with all the uh, complaints against you. You're the guy that has former campaigners, former campaign staff filing violations against you. You're the one who filed your ethics report and lied on it. You're the one who's got so many issues. Yet you're just going to complain and say it's everybody else's fault. And for your listeners, what's so interesting?" is everybody who has come out against uh, Blystone, he absolutely attacks him. So he's attacked uh, Jim Jordan. He's attacked Warren Davidson. He's attacked uh, Bob France, a radio personality. He attacked Jack Windsor for reporting and saying Jim Renacy. And and Jack, by the way, if you go to that page, you'll see that everything is spelled out. Jack Windsor basically says there is no way Renese voted for transgender. And, and then, you know, uh, Blystone attacks him. So the attacks, anybody who comes out and says, no, Joe, you're wrong. He attacks him, And he's attacked the uh, Ethics Commission. He's attacked the state of Ohio. He's attacked everybody. I don't know what's, I don't know who he's got left. I mean, it's what's kind of comical is if he were to win any office, he's never going to win this race. But if he were to win any office, he's going to have no friends. And you know what he'd say? I don't care. Well, you can't get anything done. You can't get anything done.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you the thing that, that frustrates me in, in all of this is how we even get to the point where we lose sight of the ultimate objective here, which really should be defeating Mike DeWine to make sure that he uh, gets held accountable for his, his policies, particularly as it relates to the pandemic and the lockdowns that he engaged in and the small businesses that were lost. I, I mean, I, I, I just feel like we've lost sight of that. What do we do uh to to address that? How do we keep from from attacking within? You know, because look, I I appreciate personally, I appreciate and understand why people might support Blystone, you know, kind of just on the grassroots level, right? And I don't want to alienate them because, you know, they 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 I think most of them probably maybe I'm wrong, but most of them you know, still are, are, are frustrated and the reason why they're doing what they're doing is because of the pandemic and the lockdowns and all that. But how do we unite all of these people when we have this kind of division on this side, whereas the establishment and the Mike Wine types are going, we're not splitting the vote on our side.
0: Well, it's, it's an excellent point. And here's the problem. Uh, the ar- only argument they have is, well, Blaystone was in first. I see that so often. And look, He was in for all the right reasons. And his people that supported him gave them their hard-earned $5 and $10. And, And in the end, they don't want to give up on that dream. They gave somebody $5. They met with him. I get that. I absolutely get that. And they're good people. They're good people. They want the same thing I do. They want Mike DeWine gone. The problem is they haven't really sat back. Now, many of them have. And his support base is dropping. Many of them have sat back and said, well, wait a minute. If he can't do an ethics, if he can't do a a campaign report properly and and account for $150,000, how's he going to run an $80 billion budget? So many of those, in fact, I I got a text this morning um, that said to me, and I'm proud of these, he said, look, I was a Blystone supporter, but today I went in and voted for you. Um, If a guy can't do his elections report properly, how can we ever expect him to run governor's race. So all I'm hoping is that those good people realize that the ultimate goal is to defeat DeWine. And when I first talked to Blystone early on when I got in, and by the way, even that phone call was was pretty interesting. It's the only time, I've only talked to him live twice, and once was the first time I called him. He called me every name in the book, a rhino, a rich millionaire. You know, the conversation wasn't even... A reasonable conversation. And all I was trying to get through was, um, look, Joe, I don't know you, you don't know me, you can quit calling me names, but the goal should be to defeat the one. And I said, what we should do is evaluate this. And as we get closer, the person who is winning, the other person should actually help. The problem is that was in June. And from June of 2021 until now, Blystone has absolutely attacked me. So it makes it really hard um, for, for him to back away. I get that. And he's been told that. He was told that by one of his closest friends in July. Quit attacking Renese. There's going to be a time you might want to come together with him. But he continued and continued and continued, which makes it very difficult. He would have egg on his face now if he steps aside. But his voters can look at this and say, what is the best way to defeat DeWine? It's to get behind somebody who's fighting the better fight, has the opportunity to win. And I'm just hoping that we can pull enough of the Blystone supporters our way. I know we won't get them all. There are some that are dug in deep, um, but uh, I'm hoping we get enough so that we are able to defeat DeWine. I know in my heart of all hearts, Max, that I will have fought the best fight. And I will be the closest one to defeating Dwine. I know that from everything, all the polling we have. And it's the only thing that's gonna stop me is uh, is the split vote and Blystone taking more of the votes uh, and, and, and knocking me below the number DeWine's at.
1: Do you think uh, uh, Hood would have uh, enough of an impact to take the votes away from you as well? Or do you think they're basically a non-factor at this point?
0: I don't think hood's a factor at all. I mean, he doesn't show up for anything. He doesn't go anywhere. He doesn't respond to anything. He's running some Facebook commercials. We're, we 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 have him polling at about 1%. Yeah. That's... And we, th- and we think most of those people were probably Blystone people too. So, um, you know, in, in the end, he's not the factor. Blystone who's been traveling around in the $180,000 RV is the factor. Cause he tells people how he's the outsider. I, I only would ask those that are listening to your podcast to just please do a deep dive. Um, I actually was talking to an attorney who was a Blystone supporter. And I asked that attorney, have you ever done any research on Blystone? And she goes, no, I just met him. And you know it was with a bunch of other people. So I was supporting him. I said, well, just do me a favor and do some research. I'm not exaggerating. Um, it was probably three hours later. Uh, she called me back and said, I'm not voting for Blystone. She goes, what I, what I found in my research was enough to say he's, he's not the guy that should be our governor. And I think if we do that, <coughs> we'll be, we, we, we become more informed voters. Um, I understand when Blystone's the only person you met um, that you support the guy because you never met Jim Renese. But most of the time is you've never really taken the time to meet Jim Renese either.
1: Yeah, and uh, thinking uh, just ahead, you know, past the primary for just just a second. And full disclosure for my listeners, I am a Jim Renacci supporter, uh, and I do think he is the right choice. Uh, But God forbid you you don't win, and it is DeWine again. Um, What does that look like for the Republican Party in the general? I mean, what, what? I mean, isn't I would he looks vulnerable to me? I mean, I I know I am not inclined to support him at all one way or the other. Um, what, what does that look like for him?
0: Well, I think Republicans will be shocked because I think 35% of Republicans say they won't support him. Now, there are those when I travel around that say, well, Jim, if you don't win, I'm going to have to hold my nose and vote for DeWine. And my answer always is no. I mean, there you do not have to hold your nose and vote for anybody. That's part of the That's part of our system that is failing us because we'll vote In some cases, now, I think you should always vote for the true conservative Republican, even if they have some flaws. The problem with Governor DeWine is he's not a true conservative Republican. He's a Democrat. So, you know, when I get asked, are you going to vote for Mike DeWine in in November, if he does get past you, my answer is I'm going to always vote for the conservative Republican. And that's a pretty simple answer. Um, The problem is Mike DeWine has not shown anyone he's a conservative Republican.
1: Well, so now let's look ahead uh, under the assumption that you did win the primary and then perhaps won the general. Uh, what does a uh, Renasi governor look like? What do your policies look like at that point?
0: Well, it's going to be pretty easy because I'm going to be the number one competition for Governor DeSantis. I mean, I want Ohio to be the, uh, the Renasi state where people are saying, wow, Renese is a stronger conservative governor than DeSantis. So my goal will be to use the policies that got, by the way, I say this all the time. When I was in business, copying from another business is not a, a problem. It's not stealing information. Some of my best businesses uh, turned out because I went and took the ideas from other good businesses. So you're darn right. I'm going to take the ideas from DeSantis and Nome and Abbott and any of these Uh, Republican states that are doing better than us. And I'm going to take them and bring them to Ohio. So you can bet that you're going to have a, uh, uh, and I'm going to laugh about it uh, in the sense that I hope that uh, DeSantis and I look like we're competing. That's what I want it to be. I want Ohio to be the Florida of the Midwest.
1: Yeah. And I can appreciate that for sure. What about your relationship to the federal government and uh, protecting Ohioans from federal overreach?
0: Well, I will tell you, and, and if people come to my um, meetings, you'll hear that I, w- I want to do whatever we can. I want to get us away from the federal government. I want us to be one of the states that says no more. The problem is we rely so much on the federal government. It's not going to be easy. One out of every $4 that go- comes into the state budget is federal dollars. Shame on us. The problem is we're spending too much. So somebody says, well, how do you get rid of that? Well, we're spending $80 billion with 10.7 million people. Florida is spending $88 billion, just $8 billion more, with 22 million people. That says we're spending too much. So I'd like to cut our budget by 25%, and it'd be in all the areas where we're taking federal dollars. I mean, that will be my goal, number one, is to get us away from the federal, the, the requirement to follow what the federal government requires us to do.
1: Yeah. And again, uh, Jim Renacy is is my guest here running for gubernatorial, uh, the the primary for gubernatorial uh, candidate in Ohio. And I want to thank you again for coming on. Um, It's uh, like I said, this has been a just a wild ride and a wild primary. I'd like to give you the last word and give your pitch. Why is it people need to vote for you on May 3rd or beforehand if they choose to? uh, And what can we expect out of this primary uh, 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 at the end of the day?
0: Sure. Well, thanks, Max. Look, we're four days out uh, when we're doing this broadcast right now. And I can tell you that um, all of our polling shows the Jim Renese and Mike DeWine are at a dead heat. Uh, very close. Uh, the poll we got out of the field this morning has us up two points. The poll we got out of the field last week had us down two points. I mean, we are definitely surging. DeWine is definitely falling and Blaystone is definitely falling. Um, I think in the end, what I'm asking people to do is to look at the candidates and look at their vision. Forget what, they, forget what anybody says about any of the candidates. Look at their vision. My vision, you can find at JimRenaci.com, J-I-M-R-E-N-A-C-C-I.com. You'll see I have a, a long-range vision uh, that really, uh, number one, uh, to, to over our schools, eliminate CRT, S-E-L a comprehensive sex education, sign House Bill 61 that uh, says uh, biological men have to compete in men's sports and so forth. Overall, our school system, make sure that illegal immigration is not um, moving, you know, illegal immigrants aren't moving into our state. Make sure that our election systems have integrity by asking for a photo ID and audits and, you know, uh, making sure that life is precious so all of those things are gonna be important in the Renese administration, but it's also something that I've been saying for a long time. So it's not just an election talk. I have the background and history to prove it. So we have basically only two people in this race. Um, every one of our polls show, it's just a race between Renese and DeWine. And what I'm hoping the listen, your listeners do is say, what is the ultimate goal? It's to remove Mike DeWine and vote for me. Give me that four years to prove myself. And look, if I don't do what what they expect, they can always vote me out in four years. But I think they'll be happy with the direction I take this state. I'm just asking for their vote on May 3rd. But what I'm really asking for them is to make sure they vote. This election will be a very, very low turnout vote. I need you to vote. I mean, all of our polling numbers don't mean a thing if people don't go out and vote. And it just depends on who does vote. So again, I ask for your vote and I ask for your uh, willingness to give me that opportunity to make Ohio the great state it should be again.
1: Jim Bernaysi, thank you again for coming on. And uh, we are looking forward to the results of the primary.
0: Thank you, Max. You have a great day.
1: You too.